Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You. To me, listening, you all sound pretty even. Okay, all right. well, we're Lovely. gonna we're gonna just trust. Like, I'm not hearing anything I want to hear, but like it's all pretty. <laughs> Listen, pretty welcome to balanced. our audience. Yeah, you knew what you were getting into. We're terrible. <laughs> Actually, maybe you didn't know what you were getting into. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I picked these movies. <laughs> I'd only seen Face Off, and I saw Face Off when I was probably six or something so it was like the really appropriate time it yeah. is an appropriate time to see you know? right <laughs> welcome no. to cage match colon a roundabout way of meeting nicholas cage i'm your host sean here with my befuddled co-host i'm not befuddled i'm just disappointed <laughs> but disappointed but disappointed and what's your name nick I'm Nick. Season two, Nick. <laughs> yeah, season two, Nick. A lot less to live for. <laughs> <laughs> and our producer. Peter, hello. And this week, uh, we are back for season two. That's right. Yeah. We've done 32? 33 if you count the wrap-up episode. 33, plus some extra stuff of these. So, uh, <laughs> wow. 33 and others. Get ready to hear... All the same opinions again for another 15 months. No, but we have friends this time. My first opinion is these white claws suck. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty bad. Sorry, sparkle buddies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these sparkle <laughs> yeah. buddies suck. These sparkle <laughs> buddies suck. Uh, but yes, as Peter said, we have friends, and this week we have our guest, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm not drinking white claws, so I uh, will send blessings from afar. <laughs> I think you have the better choice with white wine at this point. It just has to be white. <laughs> white claw, white wine. Um, yeah, Jimmy Harad is a uh, very talented musician, singer, uh, performer, and actor. And uh, we're really thrilled to have you join us in our really dumb adventure. Yeah, my first question, why? <laughs> uh, it's hard to say no to Peter. I tried very hard. and No, um... It's just, it's, it's hard to say no. Here I am. It's true. I get it. And I, so last season to catch, catch me up, let's pretend I'm totally new to this world. Was last season all Nick Cage also? Yep. Yeah. yeah. How many movies has this man done? Over a hundred and he's got more coming out. Six this year alone. Oh, yeah. But we're not doing all of them. We take, we took what we consider to probably be his 64 best films well, categorize them peter misled us into believing these were nicholas cage's 64 best films that's true and here we are but uh, as we've established we don't say no to peter but we took six took 64 films categorized them from action comedy serious and wacky and have been every episode taken two films and Whittling them down from 64 to 32 yeah so we're in the beginning of whittling from 32 to 16 and then okay. right on down oh, wow. to number one best, most watchable, most rewatchable Nick Cage movie. Because we will at that point have watched a Nick Cage movie with single watches seven times, I think, will be the the winner. We've committed literal days of our life to these movies. Was the first season just one movie per episode then? No, nope. it was the same no, no, concept. No. It was still the head to head. Oh, okay. Okay. Tip to tip in, in Nick Cage's uh 
world. Yep. Yeah. You nuts to butts. <laughs> Just Nicolas Cage running a train on us. So Jimmy, what what is it that draws you to this this myth, this legend of Nicolas Cage? Um, you know, it's funny. It's like, yeah, I've seen him in many movies, but uh, I don't know if he's my favorite actor. So this was like a great excuse to like challenge that. <laughs> and I might have to watch more movies to really get um, get that final stance on it. But these two were, were a good comparison. Um, I think they're like from different eras of Mr. Cage and uh, and different eras of just like culture. Um, so it was, yeah, it was interesting to watch these two and try to come up with an opinion. If you don't think he's the best actor now, watch 64 of his films. And then you kind of just have to say he is because people are going to judge you either way. I think my brain is broken now at this point. (laughs) Well, let's say, uh, this week, our first lineup or our first matchup for round two is face off versus ghost writers. The first ghost writer, not spirit of vengeance. Yeah. It has no vengeance, no vengeance, no spirit. No spirit. No joy for me. <laughs> Plenty of joy for me, mostly because there's no joy for you. <laughs> I don't Fuck know how off. you didn't come through this watching without learning to love it a little bit. <laughs> oh, I love it a little bit now. I just really <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> the Ghost Rider? So I guess we're talking about Ghost Rider first. Yeah, Ghost Rider is not my favorite. Uh, but yeah, let's let's do Ghost Rider first. So Ghost Rider is the story of a little boy, Johnny Blaze, who makes a deal with the devil to get rid of his dad's cancer, but deals with devils go poorly. So dad still died. And now Johnny is the uh, spirit of the devil's like vengeance, but not with that in the title. Um, Cause that's a different movie. Yeah. That sounds like a different movie. Yeah. Then, it's a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> then he uh, grows up and has to what? Stop. Mephistopheles's kid from taking all the souls and making hell on earth. Yep. As a skelly boy. So the first thing I noticed on my rewatch of this movie is Ghost Rider and Blackheart and his friends, they're the planeteers. Oh, yeah. Earth, yeah. fire, wind, water, and uh, Wes Bentley is heart. Blackheart. Yeah. That's my joke, everyone. I'm done. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening to Cage Match. <laughs> See you all next time. Wait a minute. Do we just always end the episode when Sean tells a joke? Oh, like a really, it, really it, bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fold up shot. I, that explains why we finished so many episodes. <laughs> Five minutes in. <laughs> I don't know if that's a dig on that. I just never tell jokes or that all the jokes are good up until the worst one and then we leave. You decide. Mm. fuck you guys i know i'm fine <laughs> uh yeah so this movie is still weird uh but not too weird oh god i still don't like the jelly bean thing in the martini glass oh i forgot about that jimmy you said this was your first time watching this movie yeah i remember when it came out like i guess i should say i remember the title um but it's kind of stops there um i didn't hear anything about it and then right after watching it i wanted to look up the Rotten Tomatoes, even though I don't always agree. And I kind of had to agree for once. I'm like, okay, the tomatoes should be thrown at this. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, your initial thoughts? It's funny because I don't want to start talking about um, face off just yet or facelift, whatever. Um, But I did feel like I left face off with much more in my memory 
than Ghost Rider, which I watched after Face Off. It's like, it's not super memorable and it's kind of formulaic or, or just maybe predictable. Like there's going to be a damsel that's sort of in distress. And then like, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just not, I wish it grabbed me more. Yeah. It, it's very much a fluffy movie. There's not anything substantial to it and it doesn't like change the game in any way. And, and they tried to add comedy, like in the sense of the, the beans instead of like a drink. Yeah. And the first time he does it, I'm like, OK, fine, like weird, but we're going to move on. Oh, no. 20 minutes later, here he is. With yep. Yeah, he's like, Donald Logue, do you want yeah. some beans? And he's like, I don't want the fucking beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the jelly beans. It's just it, it's almost like they wanted to create like funny things about his character. But then they also wanted like us to have like maybe some serious compassion for his like dad dying, like. I also thank you for um, explaining the story much better than I tried to to someone today. I was like, yeah, like he sells his soul to the devil, but he doesn't realize it, sort of. And then his dad, like I was really labored like by this opening that was like so short in comparison to the rest of the movie. But it's totally all right. I've seen the movie quite a few times now. So you've got it down. You've got it down. It was better for me on a second watch. I tried to go in with a very clean attitude on it. I still don't love it. Yeah, it would, it's definitely easier the second time, second or third time, like anal. <laughs> but. <laughs> well, you, but were, you, were, you were mentally lubricated for what you were going to experience. Yes, right. you exactly. right in the second time. I still maintain that the comedy is intentional. Peter, I know you disagree with me on this, but. Oh, no, I think it's intentional. I just don't think it's great. It's not like, great. No, but... I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, this movie's fine. The action's okay. The CG's for the It holds fine. up. For I the... think it really holds for up. For yeah, the time, yeah. For the time, I think the, the CGI is pretty good. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider is really good. Everything else looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bad the guys look guy, so stupid. The dirt guy. Yeah, the villains really sucked in this movie. I think that's a problem, too. It's like... None of them are necessarily a challenge aside from Blackheart. They're just situational yeah. inconveniences. Yeah. And Blackheart, he apparently had figured out well in advance. There yeah. wasn't much of a struggle for him. It was just, again, situational inconveniences. I mean, the problem with the character of Ghost Rider is there, I can't think of a single big villain that people would know of his. No. Kind of like the Wonder Woman problem. There's not a mainstream villain that goes along with the character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the closest Ghost Rider villain I could think of, and I've read a lot of Ghost Rider, is the Orb, who's just a guy who has a big eyeball for a head. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. But he doesn't do anything. That's He just has that. It doesn't that have any power? Seems like a liability. Yeah. Like you'd get dust and stuff in it all the time. And... It's just, it's weird. Like he's a weird, Ghost Rider is a weird character. contact lenses. Yeah. yeah, just really big ones. Dinner plates. Yeah. And Blackheart's such a weird villain because he's not a regular comic villain. And I think most people would know him from like Marvel versus Capcom where he looks like, you know, a big tentacled badass. Yeah. Looking yeah everything's like, better with tentacles. Looking like Wes Bentley isn't exactly the most <laughs> badass thing. You hear that, Wes Bentley? Take that, Bentley. Come at me. Come on our podcast. Come find me. <laughs> Share your opinions about how you look. Yeah. <laughs> and how you feel about Ghost Rider. 
mostly that one. Yeah. My understanding is Wes Bentley doesn't remember Ghost Rider. Yeah, I felt like the villains, they're all, well, the three, he just takes them down within like a minute of them interacting. So they're very like, you know, dismissive or just dis- dismissible. Like you don't remember them. I don't know any of their names. They just like kind of fly at him or pull him underwater or something. And they're like forgotten. And it's like, oh, yeah, there was Dirty Dog yeah. uh, or Wet Boy. Dirty Dan. Yeah. Moisty Boy. Uh huh. Moisty. Air. Mm. Uh, windpipe. <laughs> I mean, essentially, sure. much like the band they took their look from Godsmack, we've forgotten all of them already. <laughs> Take that, Godsmack. <laughs> come on our podcast, defend your existence. Talk about Ghost Rider. Don't come on our podcast, please, for the love of God, stay away. <laughs> stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hate season two. Myself and Godsmack. <laughs> Jimmy, are you a, a comic book movie person at all, or um, comic book? Not so much. Anime, yes, but um, but no. Uh, you know, that's the thing. Of, I was going to say about Ghost Rider. I wasn't super familiar with the character, so to get introduced to him through this lens, and for him to be like kind of like laughable and to not have like a great. Mm, like delivered backstory like i think about how many iterations there are of spider-man i think that the reason is because they always set up the story so well of like the origins of his powers and like okay what what um variant of the story are we going with this time like i think there are characters that have been so much um they've been executed so much better in terms of like leaving the comic world into the film world and this is not one of them uh it, <laughs> it's like i i don't know how many people like you were saying like the wonder Woman problem uh know the villains and and then when you try to like i don't know build a story around like just i guess his backstory his backstory feels really thin at least in this portrayal so i feel like i didn't leave this with like a desire to know more but is it a burning desire <laughs> well like no. A, would you actively seek out any of it? Or are you well, just maybe, disappointed? Maybe I want to know more, like, why, because it must be a good character if they wanted to make a film. But and they made a like, sequel. And they made a sequel. I didn't check out the tomatoes on that, but you guys seem to like it better. It's, that, I think it gets worse tomatoes. It was made on a, like, shoestring budget, and it was, like... By the guys who did the movie Crank? Yeah. It's insane. It's they're like music video directors, so visually it's nuts. The action oh. is is better. The storyline is terrible and but incomprehensible. That's not, that's not what you're there for. But no. there, it was just bolder choices, which actually kind of worked yeah. for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. it was m- more interesting. And I've always liked. I mean, because I have read a lot of Ghost Rider, and I've always liked Johnny Blaze's the down on his luck, town to town, like Incredible Hulk style, like sad piano music, but on a hog. Yeah, I wanted him to be more like a sad sack. You know, that that kind of story is a little more interesting to me. But like seeing a bunch of fucking redneck people just being like, Johnny Blaze, we fucking love you. And then in the jail being like, I wanted to see you splatter. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I will say of the comic book movies of this era, this is the most accurate depiction, like comic to screen that was out at the time. Hmm. Like that is actually the original story arc of Johnny Blaze and the Ghost Rider. 
What about Roxy? Roxy's a character, yeah. <laughs> Roxy's a character is about the best definition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is. I mean, that's that's their role, their role in the movie and their role in the comic book. Is her their role is that limited? I'll say. Pretty much. Yeah, I just I found her so wallpaper, and then I was trying to think: is this her acting, or is this the writing, or is this her character? Like, you know, what is it? Peter Peter brought up a line um, that he just loved uh, that she says in a diner. I'm totally forgetting it right now. Oh, it's when she's drinking that glass of wine, and the waiter like brings over another bottle, and she's like, "I'm pretty, right?" And he's just oh, like, "God." Eh. <laughs> and that's her comedic moment. I feel like, uh, like for us, it's like. Oh, I'm supposed to like relate maybe or laugh at her situation. Like I I just didn't I didn't feel much for her and just kind of bored. I think there's better there's better female opposites um in the stories. But you're saying this is such a uh of the time period, this is the most direct translation to screen. So I'm like, okay, I would not be rooting for her. Which I remembered hating at the time because I wanted this like very dour, dark ghostwriter movie and I didn't want it to be a comedy when I watched it at the time. But coming back to it for this podcast, I'm like, this movie fucking rocks. Because <laughs> I saw this in theaters. Like I had like a $90 a week single issue comic book habit. I hung out only at a comic book store. I thought I was going to be a comic artist. So like this is all I cared about. It makes sense that it would speak to you more yeah. than me. <laughs> That's your response. <laughs> That's for you. I love that for you. What did you like about the movie? I mean, we've all talked about the things we didn't like, but... I've only well, talked about the things I liked. Well, it's the same conversation. Because <laughs> I'm wrong about everything? <laughs> I thought it was... Uh, I mean, I could follow it almost better than the film we're going to talk about after this. Like, because it's so formulaic, you can just, like, paint by numbers. Like, okay, this is going to happen, and this happens. Oh, mm, is this a surprise? Not really, but that's okay, because, like, at least I know where the, you know, I, I know where the motion will lead us. And so that actually made it easier to watch. I didn't hate this one, actually, as much as I... As much as I have strong feelings about the other. And so I actually felt like after it, I liked it more, but that didn't mean I liked it. Right. It's hard to hate something you just don't care about is how I came out of this movie. It's like, it doesn't affect me. So I don't hate it. It's not like Bangkok right. dangerous. I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it. I just don't feel for it. Uh, good Bangkok I'm dangerous numb to reference. It, like kissing on the mouth. Yeah, right. It does nothing for me these days. <laughs> Just dead below the waist. Yeah. <laughs> you need a hand across your face too. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, now I just feel anger again. <laughs> well, uh, before we before we move on from uh, from this to face off, I do want to suggest to our listeners, Peter, keep this in here, please. Um, the comic series that came out around this time. If anyone does want to know more about Ghost Rider, uh, Ghost Rider by Daniel Way. <sighs> artist uh, tech sierra was really good like it was the big relaunch that came out around the same time as the comic and i remember really enjoying it so jimmy where would you slot this on good movie versus good nicholas cage performance you know in the venn diagram kind of in that concept would you call it a good good oh, good bad yeah good cage bad movie bad cage good movie good bad bad good <laughs> black um, no, I, uh, I, that's funny actually, because the movie is like, so 
unoffensive or daring that it's like could feel boring but that's also what makes it safe and like so it feels very middle of the road but nick cage in this is also interesting because like god i guess it's an interesting thing to watch so many of his performances in a row because like it's easy to sort of be like oh this is just who they are on screen like you know to generalize but i did feel some differences in this than some other moments i've seen of him on screen and after some of the comedic, goofy, like the beams and the glass thing, I actually didn't mind his acting in this, even if even though I wasn't like I didn't leave it, I didn't leave the movie like feeling anything. I was like, all right, that's done, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I left it feeling like he actually was acting, where I don't always leave. Um, maybe watching like an X Men movie with that sensation. What, what do you guys think? I've come to love this film quite a bit. It's stupid. I love Nick Cage in it. You know, thinking about it after having seen so many of his films, this was 2007? Seven. Early, two th- it was mid-2000s where Nick Cage was still kind of a big name. Not that he isn't now, but it's different now. Like he could still, he could still lead an action vehicle. I think I'm just so, it only, uh, okay, so it only feels to me like this is a movie I could watch at like my uncle's house. But like an uncle I don't know that well, so there's no real investment, but I can put it on and we can both just ignore each other and ignore the movie. It's just to pass time so it's not silent? Yeah, it's literally just to speed my way to death. <laughs> That's how I feel about this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I wouldn't turn it off if it was on unless I had something better to do. Which could be anything. It could be a prolonged bathroom break. I'd I'd watch this during a prolonged bathroom break. That's a long bathroom break. You guys need fiber. Uh, Just to get away. (laughs) Just an escape. Yeah, fair. You know what? I I live by myself. I'm always away. I'm so lonely. (laughs) No, this movie's fine. Um, Yes, I'll, I'll say that Nicolas Cage made acting choices and... That's something you don't always get. I, I, it's not a good performance for me, and mm-hmm. it's just an okay movie. I don't think the movie works without Nicolas Cage. I, I don't know. I could say otherwise, but... Make Wes Bentley ghostwriter. Yeah, just... As the people it. demand. <laughs> just make Nicolas Cage the villain, yeah. Blackheart. Yeah, that, that would be fine. I would like that a lot as well. I just want anything with Nicolas Cage in it at this point. It's Stockholm Syndrome, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you've, you're convinced just from the process of this. Nick Cage used to be in everything. It's weird if he's not at this point, yeah. Yeah. He's in the media I consume, so <laughs> I don't think that would change anything. It's going to be weird when we're done with this in like 15 months. Yeah. Suicide Pact? Suicide Pact. Yep. But won't there be more movies to, to report Well, on? we can always Six. review his, his back catalog and then the new uh, ones, you know, if we wanted to continue talking about Nicholas Cage. We could literally just reorganize the bracket. <laughs> do it again. Oh, yeah. Do it all over. Start from the top, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just do the whole seating system based on how much chest hair we see. Ooh. Or, or like, or like uh, how far his hairline has gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's, a, it's a body hair only bracket. Yes. Yeah. All right. Does he have a beard? It's a bearded section. See? Ooh, yeah. this works. Oh, God. Yeah. Damn, we could do that. All right. All right, thanks for the idea, Jimmy. <laughs> I was shocked by how cut he was in this movie. 
Right? He does do that I, sometimes. He doesn't yeah. look like that when I'm looking at him neck up. I'm like not trying to look <laughs> neck up. And then <laughs> and then suddenly his shirt's on. I'm like, what in the where? How? CGI? That had I don't yeah, he's so. always got a soft boy face. I'm I'm right. convinced in this film it's CGI because that was it, it's really cut for him. I'm looking up what movies were around that time, but the um, abs are also like weirdly, like grossly cut. So before that, he was in World Trade Center, Wicker Man, and then after that, he was in the two Grindhouse movies, and then Next, which none of those were. Yeah, he ripped, was a, no ripped roles. Yeah, no, that's that's CG. It's got to be CG. It's CG fake body. Really? Yeah, it must be. I mean. We've seen him get cut for roles before, but that was like chiseled. It was chiseled. You know what? Maybe he did get cut to be a superhero because he always did want to be a superhero. He was almost Superman. So maybe he did get cut for the movie. So he required that nothing scene with him with his shirt off. Yeah, where he's just like in the mirror. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't take much to actually turn just being in shape to looking like that. It's just dehydrating yourself. Yeah. That's a good point. So there's no good segue into the (laughs) Jimmy had one earlier, and then we kept talking about Ghost Rider. Well, so, uh, I was going to say, he's in good shape in um, face-offs as well. There we go. But his hairline is very different. Yes. Well, don't they edit his hairline when he becomes uh, Travolta? Maybe yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> They're just right. trying to blend the hairlines. They're like, ah, oh, we don't know what his hairline should be at the start of this. Um, okay, who wants to do a quick recap on face-off? 1997, John Woo. Nicholas Cage and John Travolta switch penises. But not. Oh, they totally do. Do you think it was like a degloving situation? Like they just kind of cut around it and like peeled it off? And, just like the face? And then just rolled it down the other <laughs> penis? like a Or condom? it's an injection. Maybe it's injection. Like just weird collagen to like fill it out if it's plumper. But what if it's skinnier? What if it's circumcised? Circumcision, I feel like you could work back and forth with. Like you just get like a, a foreskin tuck and then they come out kind of like the hem on your pants and then they can release it <laughs> when you're when you're done being maybe, circumcised. Maybe like a tailor. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm going to ask my tailor if this is something we can work with. It's like, I don't know. I'll just knit you a turtleneck. <laughs> I can't uh, remember. Yeah. Have we talked about this. Are you uh, you circumcised, Nick? We've talked about it yeah. on like every episode ever. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me make sure my volume is up on this part. <laughs> it's a it's a dominant portion of uh, <laughs> our friendship podcast. is just discussing our penises. Well, Sean, on the Sean seems to have like penis blindness in remembering that he's seen both of our penises before. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. I was. I saw yours, Peter, cussed by the moonlight. Correct. And I just whipped mine out after a Warhammer discussion, I think. No, we were camping. Yeah. Oh, that's true. We were camping. It was actually both because we made plans to play Warhammer and then never played Warhammer. But you saw my wiener. Is war- I- what is Warhammer? <laughs> it's something that doesn't get many people to look at your penis. <laughs> okay. Okay. And we're back. So uh, face off. FBI agent Sean Archer uh, is trying to track down... I want to say Xander Cage, but no, that's wrong. Caster Troy. Caster Troy. <laughs> Who is Xander Cage? Uh, that's isn't that, Vin that's Triple X. From Triple that is X, Triple yeah. X. This is a Triple X podcast now. Fuck yeah. Cooking, with, that, cooking with Diesel. Remember that Rammstein performance in the second one, Enemy of the State? I do not. Oh, so good. I never saw that one. My friend's in that movie. Really? He's an extra. 
Oh, nice. I thought you were going to say it was Vin Diesel. And yeah, I was like, you're this? friends with Vin Diesel? Yeah, I'll get him on the podcast. Good. You, we'll talk Nick Cage. You only bring this up in an enemy of the state conversation? So Xander Troy. Caster Troy. <laughs> Caster Troy is a terrorist who is trying to blow up the L.A. Convention Center in parts of L.A. For reasons. For, yeah, reasons. But gets put into a coma by Sean Archer uh, during a kick-ass gunfight in an airplane engine depot yeah but they don't know where the bomb is and the only way to get it is for scientists to swap their faces so sean archer can go undercover as caster caster troy caster troy (laughs) thought that was right but i'm like no you're you're probably wrong we'll get flashcards next time (laughs) thank you Uh, (laughs) and um goes undercover to get the information from caster troy's brother pollux troy pollux troy but during the time, Caster Troy wakes up, has the scientists put Sean Archer's face on him. And, and penis. And penis. He's like, I want what he's having. Uh, and then <laughs> Sean Archer has to escape from prison to stop Caster Troy, who is sleeping with his wife. Because apparently nobody decided it was important that this undercover operation was not quite so undercover that he could be pulled out. <laughs> so he, So that was part of the thing was uh, only his partner... Like, FBI director like crime fighting partner not his wife partner yeah. and the scientist who did the operation were the only ones who know except for the entire team of scientists who worked there who they got, per- they got form- burned no only three of them got burned uh, the right. other ones got burned too the other 20 people did not get burned they probably got burned they probably signed like ironclad NDAs probably the big part of this is every time Castor Troy as Sean Archer sleeps with Sean Archer's wife and she is none the wiser which just tells me she's been checked out from that marriage for a while. I also really think that they didn't fuck at all or do anything. And like that was the thing in months. And that's why he's like, oh, you're not giving your wife what she needs. I'm going to give it to her. And, I could eat well, a peach she does for say, hours. Eat a peach for hours. She, baby. Does, <laughs> she does say that, you know, they'd been living together as husband and wife for a couple of weeks. So. so here's my theory about the penis swapping technology, because I believe I'm pro penis swap. Of course you would be. Because Sean Archer had to go undercover in a, you know, in a prison, but not only, not with other convicts, with Castor Troy's brother. Castor Troy's brother and Castor and Pollux have definitely taken sink baths together. Pollux knows what Castor's dick looks like. They had to swap. Do you remember your last sink bath? Yes. (laughs) Just because it was like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But... No, <laughs> most people don't remember that sort of thing. From I'm just, also, I feel like it changes. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm just assuming the fear was mine grew a little since I was a child. I'm, but, ju- uh, I'm just assuming mostly thick and the length. The, is the FBI assumed that you know Pollux <laughs> might know what Caster Troy's dick looked like, and they had to cover all bases. I don't know what my brother's dick looks like. Likewise, I mean a dick. I'm assuming, kind of tubular it's odd how most of us in this room can we know what each other's dicks look like and you don't know what your own brother's dick looks like i don't know what either of your guys's dicks look like i could have seen them and it immediately just like slid off my brain it's (laughs) their memories i don't need to maintain dick blindness (laughs) i didn't go like immediately back to my room and like do a charcoal drawing that i could preserve for (laughs) like my future generations but are they really brothers? That's the other thing. I was there, there was almost a slight strange vibe between them for just a second. 
that relationship is very weird. It, I mean, they are blood related, um, but the shoe tying thing is super weird. Like, I mean, there's some weird incest stuff in this movie. Uh, what's his girlfriend, uh, Caster Troy's girlfriend's name? Yeah. Because when her brother uh, oh, dies, oh, right, brother right. just like sticks his tongue down her mouth. Oh, yeah. That, that was strange. <laughs> but they do a lot of drugs. I mean, I do a lot of drugs, but I haven't kissed my brother yet. Like well, that. also, there's during that fight scene in the prison. You know how I feel when, about mouth kissing. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to kiss on the mouth anymore. Um, when, when they're fighting in that prison, there's this moment where Pollux is like, I'm going to get close just for memory's sake. But he's like watching the fight and he's like. <laughs> oh yeah he and does I, get like, like horny for it you're right he's yeah. getting horny uh, what's up with this tongue in the mouth and maybe i would think maybe he would know what his dick looks like more than anybody else okay so then maybe there's some maybe there's some theory here that we can really latch on to you had to swap the dick yeah is that technology really in their in their ability i don't know can you just like pop them off yeah well i think it's yeah. more like a mr potato head situation <laughs> Same concept, yeah. But there's the stem, right? Yeah, <laughs> the alignment stem. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't all penises have an alignment stem? <laughs> penises are just an alignment stem. <laughs> but that's the other direction. <laughs> um, I you know I stand with uh, degloving. I think that's the way they did it. Yeah, that's the way they did facial technology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that way you build like a little like jelly prosthetic that you apply over it. You just slide it down. You reverse banana that peel. But I imagine the skin hasn't really healed on yet. So when he's having sex with his wife, there's a chance that the glove could just slide off the stem. Yeah, he probably... mm, The rawest of dogs. I don't think Castor Troy would bother holding on to it. He'd let it slide around in there. That might be a little extra for him. The other theory I came up with, and maybe this is you know more accurate, maybe she did think there was something weird with the dick, but then he did declare he can eat a peach for hours. You get a lot of leeway if you can eat a peach for hours. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe they didn't dick down. He just like... <laughs> you know that Sean Archer has business. never done that. Oh, yeah. He doesn't do mouth right. stuff. He's like Superman. Who said that again? I can't remember. Some asshole. Yeah. <laughs> was it Pitbull? No. <laughs> <laughs> the rock no, no it was no um, i think it was no it's batman doesn't do that oh batman doesn't go down yeah superman goes down he just looks at your body with his vision uses his lasers to do what he wants he's like i don't really want to touch it but a burning sensation just like the ultimate voyeur yeah oh yeah you're right batman doesn't go down yeah <laughs> coward not with all that gear on it's just like Kind of the mouth is labors, free. Labors. The mouth is literally is the true. most accessible part of him. <laughs> it is true. It, I feel like Ghost Rider would, but I'm terrified of that. <laughs> <laughs> at night, yeah, at night or during the day. Like, which Ghost Rider? Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like putting jelly beans in there, or he's like <laughs> using that chain. So, yeah, Jimmy, what did you think of this? I mean, you watched it as a, a youth. Right. You know, I like, you know, because it was the 90s, the technology seemed way more advanced when you're watching the movie. You're like, oh, wow. Like this, this is like what facelifts are going to be like in the future. Like they're going to be able to like give me like crazy abs. Like what's it going to be? 
And then, like, watching it, because this is also, you know, like, it's like when you play an old video game in, like, 2023, as we're currently in. It's like, oh, the graphics are not what I remember. (laughs) They were so cutting edge or cutting face um, in that movie that now I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it's still fine, but it just, like, the logic seemed... I thought the movie was a comedy, basically. I was going to say everything felt kind of goofy. It felt like this, like comedy that didn't know it was a comedy yeah it's definitely got that action comedy vibe even just like that opening at the chair of the choir singing and he's like and right right right. he's doing his like little gestural dance how was that not a red flag for everybody in the area too do you not follow what the catholic church gets up to yeah have you not met horny priests you know i haven't been allowed in church in a while that's true I guess what should have uh, alerted everyone else was he was assault, uh, sexually assaulting a woman instead of a boy. Mm. Take that, Catholic Church. Come on our podcast. Yeah, Talk come about on our cage. I think they've been coming on enough. Oh, God. Oh. Boo. The spotlight is on them. Oh, you spotlight fucking boo my joke, but you let Sean come on here every other week? <laughs> this was my idea. I get a pass. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's he's very creepy, like, just from the onset. And you're kind of like, okay, how's nobody paying attention to this guy? They're, like, mid-song. He's, like, all up on these. I don't remember if it's a girl. He's all up on somebody. There's somebody. He's basically groping. Whatever. What were John Woo's, like, American movies? There was this. There was. Well, there was the Wind Talkers Wind Talkers. Oh, Mission Impossible 2. Mission was Impossible his, 2. His other oh, that's that was right. This time. That yeah. one was the worst that Mission Impossible Oh, it was a terrible movie. movie. Yeah. But on the, the, the Woo, like, overlap stuff. So many deaths. One of the things that I was really kind of blown away by in this movie is how many people Cage has worked with again from this. Joan Allen as his wife in this mm. and in Left Behind. Chris mm. Bauer, who was Dubov, the guy in the prison whose wife got fucked by whatever. He was the machine in 8mm. Nick Cassavetes, which was Dietrich, the like drug guy who gets shot in the neck and dies. He was psycho in Prisoners of the Ghostland. Harvey Prinell is uh, the director of the FBI, and he was the father-in-law in The Family Man. Colm Fiore was Dr. Walsh, who gets killed in this, and he was the doctor in City of Angels. John Carroll Lynch was the shitty prison guard, and he was in Gone in 60 Seconds. Tom Jane was in USS Indianapolis. Gina Gershon was in Inconceivable. And then, yeah, Wu and Cage teamed up again in Wind Talkers. It's like, that's a fuckload of people that he's yeah. overlapped with in one weird movie from 1997. To be fair, I don't think him and Joan Allen have any uh, scenes together in... Before she gets raptured? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they do either. But no, that, I mean, it's really interesting. That's part of what this podcast is, is how much this man fucking works. What is the movie that she gets raptured in? Left, Left behind. behind. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, I know of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's of that book series. I thought you were you, joking, but no. Oh, literally left behind. I see. No. <laughs> A literal rapture. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, she's in like five minutes of that movie and then gets, she's taking a shower she, and just disappears and there's like a necklace left in the running shower. <laughs> how, how do people feel about this film? Like, Jimmy, how do you, where do you rate this? Do you, did you enjoy this, uh, the process of watching this film? I found myself like, um, well, it's funny. I mean, if we go back to just what the story is of them swapping, not just faces, but identities to try to like blend into each other's uh, personal lives and working work environments. I found myself um, initially 
like, man, I'm watching Travolta way more in this. Like, I don't know why, but like, I'm identifying with his acting choice. And then when he becomes, um, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Caster Troy. So I'm so- yes, you, whatever you just said. When he becomes, <laughs> when he becomes our good guy, um, our, our, yeah, our, our bad guy. You know what I'm getting at. When they, when they make the swap, I actually then notice Cage's acting choices more, um, which was actually pretty cool because initially I'm like, oh my God, this character is so too much for me. And I don't know what I'm going to think about this. But about 30 minutes into the movie, there's like, for me, there's like a big switch from like the, I don't know, the initial onset of this like goofy villain. Like we, but we see Travolta now become like, quote unquote, the goofy villain, but like his approach at it is really cool for me and then to see cage now have to embody like the good guy which after watching the film reading like the big thing about this movie was that during that time period nicholas had only been good guys this is actually more the character he typically identifies with but i don't have that um experience with him in my memory at least and so i actually it's like i don't love the story but I enjoyed both of their acting the more the story went on. But the story, like, is so ridiculous. I just, there's, like, so many moments where I'm like, okay, when when um, John Travolta becomes our bad guy, or when John Travolta is now bad, I'm going to have to just say it like that. When he becomes, <laughs> <laughs> when he's bad. I follow. The bone. Um, and he's in his office, and he grabs his assistant's ass, and she's like, like kind of like <laughs> caught off guard, but like, am I into this? Like, what was that? Like new dynamic in the workspace. Like that was so strange. Is it promotion week already? Right. I'm like, okay, this is the nineties. Like, what are they trying to say? Um, <laughs> but his acting and that I, I basically start loving their acting choices after that, because they both have to be the very opposite of what they've been portraying thus far, I guess you can get at. But. So I don't know if you saw this in any like research you've done for this film, that Travolta and Cage spent like a week just hanging out together to learn each other's mannerisms to play mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun how much you kind of see Travolta really shift. Yes. Where Nick Cage goes from this over-the-top character to a pretty kind of like quiet character. A demure. Yeah. 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 Kitten. Very even tempered, mellow. But that's but, but it's funny because I would almost think that like or in my memory, Travolta before is still a little more heightened. And so I, I feel like I see a, a big change, maybe the bigger change between like crazy villain to like, I'm not the bad guy that you think I am. Yeah. Or like, you know, that Cage being Cage, whoever he is at the next point. I appreciate the mellow cage after such a heightened cage story-wise i'm like this is all over the place but i think that actually when i read about it afterwards as well like people really liked the risks the movie took in comparison to everything else that came out and that was sort of the big um reaction i feel like i ended up having when watching um ghost rider afterwards it's like oh wow like this movie feels so unsafe in comparison to something that feels so like placid or like even tempered the entire time. Like that I can predict everything where like there, there are moments in, um, uh, there's sharks, there's LL Cool J. Oh, deep blue sea. 
Yeah, like there's moments of of um, Face Off that remind me of Deep Blue Sea where it's just a little ridiculous, but like at least I'm still engaged and I like want to stay like committed to watching the whole time, which is not my experience with Ghost Rider. So like this was, in that sense, it was like a better movie because at least I was like drawn in. I think before we get into the final question, I do have one other question about this movie that I want to ask. Does anyone else find it weird that Sean Archer decides to like adopt a child who will inevitably grow up to look like the man who murdered their son. I've never liked that part of the plot and I forgot about it again. And I hate that you brought it back up. (laughs) They removed that after audiences hated it. And then they put it back for the final cut. (sighs) Just like the penises. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, just why? Yeah, it's terrible. I oh, mean, here's your new brother, and then she just fucking face palms. <laughs> I respect he almost that kid should have knifed her. Almost every choice that this movie makes, I do not like the face touching. It's just so dumb and forced. And everyone doing it. Yeah. And yeah. I do not like little boy returnal, but I like the gunfight in the church. That was a mm, great gunfight. Cool. I like the combination car and airplane chase because that's always awesome. Uh, I, I love a boat chase and this has a sick boat chase, even with like jumps and stuff in it. That's good. It's got prison fights. I don't know. It, I like the prison fight. They just kind of sit look. Yeah, yeah. They just sort of looked around and they're like, these are all cool things. These are cool things that make movies cooler. And then there's, just the stupid attempt at making like an emotional climax. We do have one update from the last time we talked about this movie to now. Oh, how we've suffered. We no longer have to days. say, we no longer have to, you know, say Danny Masterson's an accused rapist. Oh, oh that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucker. Oh yeah. my God. I forgot about this. That's yeah. there's the aged whole scene. Terribly. <laughs> I do regret that there isn't like an extended scene of the daughter just like, flipping around and being really good with the butterfly knife. Like all she did was practice for three weeks straight and it would only be a cut of the hand and it would be like somebody else's hand, like doing all the like flips and flicks. Somebody with like like, hairy knuckles. Yeah. You know what? We can, we can uh, edit uh, that scene from kick-ass into this movie and give you what you want. Yeah. Just flip it around. And then like when it gets to the end of the, cut you just like run it back in reverse so it's like really long so we know like oh yeah that is the daughter's really hairy fist (laughs) Um, she got it from her dad yeah so (laughs) yeah in terms of uh in terms of this film uh where do we put cage and this film yeah venn diagram what's our scale good and bad yeah (laughs) scale is too complicated jimmy (laughs) i you know it's like i don't know if i still don't know if i like nicholas cage but it, to get to see both of them opposite each other and both have to play two characters, I did end up enjoying um, the ridiculousness and the like good guy uh, portrayal from Cage. And then, um, but I just, I'm still like, I feel like I need to watch it a third time so I can still wrap my head around what smorgasbord of a story I just watched. Like, there's like the big beats, like, okay, like in everyone's favorite beat, bringing the child at the end. Like, I would love to beat that child. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on. 
Well, oh, we didn't even do good child, bad child. That's, oh, a, yeah. bad no, that's child. a bad child. That's a bad child. That's a bad kid. Yep. Get it out of here. All right. So where do you guys put this one on, on re rewatching face off? I am not. This movie has its highs, but between them is a lot of nothing. Like it's got great scenes with a lot of just it's a John Woo film. It's it, a long film with great action and a lot of artsy. This is interesting not a great film it makes it's a razor thin plot but it's all action and it's an action movie it still has good good laughs i think it's a good good for me i like this movie i really enjoy nick cage's performance in it i like how much scenery is chewed in this film i don't like the movie (laughs) so jimmy i think i know the answer but if you could pick and your vote doesn't really matter what would you pick to move forward between these two? It's probably the one I like the least, like objectively. Or no, no, no. Was that the right word? Like the one I artistically don't like. Yeah, it's probably Face Off. It's gotta be. Well, action wise, action wise, it's gotta be this one. I think Face Off. There's not. An, I almost feel like there's not enough action in Ghost Rider. That's fair. That's like, I don't remember much That's a good point. action. All the fight scenes are very short. You know? Flamey driving or yes. flamey riding. It, it's all CG. Sean, what do you think? I When you put it that way, when you put it down to what's the better action film, it is definitely Face Off. I personally enjoy the stupidity of Ghost Rider more and I can like sit back and turn my brain off more. Whereas when I watch Face Off, I have so many questions about choices in the story. And I like I am less engaged with Face Off because of the script and choices. But in terms of action set pieces and action film, it is the better choice. And it is the better performance. And I've maneuvered this perfectly because I agree with the statements I forced you all to make. It is the better movie. Mastercraft. Yeah, I've been working on this. Ever since Primal? Yeah. No, you got Primal. <laughs> Can I ask which one's more memorable to people? I don't know. I do the weird dumb point thing so much more than I do the face thing. Well, well if you started now, doing the face thing, the podcast would be over. We would not do it anymore. Also, we're all glasses wearers. That'd I put be up really with a troubling. lot of shit from you, but I'm not going to put up with the face thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. That was episode one of season two. Nice work. Yeah. I feel like we came to the correct choice. Thank you, Jimmy. <gasps> Thanks for having me. Now I'm going to go watch Spirit of Vengeance. Just you should. <laughs> you should. It's, it's, a it's, better. it's got It's got Idris Elba in it and doing a terrible oh, wow. French accent. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything you want to pitch or sell to our listeners? Yeah. Where can we find you? Yeah. Um, you can find me on OnlyFans. No. Um, you can find <laughs> me on... Um, Find me on uh, what's the what's the popular one? Instagram at J I M M I E underscore H E R R O D, where I occasionally post and I'm playing shows all over. I should be playing some shows in Washington in January, I believe. We're international though, Jimmy. Yeah, we got fans everywhere. Hey, we reached top twenty-five in Germany for movie review podcasts at one point. Like oh, David Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff before us. Yeah, exactly. But then I think my scathing review of Wings of Desire. That fucked everything up. It did. <laughs> Fuck. All right, go ahead, Jimmy. I, 
No, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm bouncing all over. Um, that sounded specific. Yeah. Um, doing stuff all over the place. So if you go on there, you'll, you'll see whatever I've got going on. So, but thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for coming back for season two. Um, you can chat with us on Instagram at cage underscore match underscore pod and Reddit at cage match pod. Uh, we're also on Blue Sky now because I gave myself an invite. Um, the but fuck I don't. Is Blue Sky. It's the new Twitter. Oh yeah. Wait. Oh, is it not Blue X Sky? anymore? No, no. It's, no, no, uh, no, it's something else. Yeah, it's the like counter Twitter. Yeah, uh, John Fred? Josh. Uh, Josh Dowry. No. Dory, the creator of Twitter, created Blue Sky. Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. You were getting there. <laughs> huh. You were close. Xander Cage. Yeah. So we're on that too. Um, I can't remember how you actually give people information on how you can connect on that thing. So find Figure us it there. Out. Yeah. Figure it out. If you're uh, on Blue Sky, which most of you aren't. Right. And uh, if you are interested in supporting us, we are on Patreon at Cage Match. Uh, and thank you to our Sparkle Buddies, Josh, Sean, Josie, Rico, Matt, and Adam. And our Cage Dancers, Ira, John, Freeman, and Lance. I still notice Meredith hasn't uh, joined any of these tiers yeah mm. 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 stay strong don't give us your money yeah we don't need it anymore we got these nice microphones it's true yeah we're how do you like set. how do you like these mouth uh, noises meredith nom, nom, nom. Ugh. <laughs> gross also uh keep this in because i'm gonna text them like hey we started our uh second season i want i want to i want you to give me feedback on the new microphones and mouth noises and mouth noises yeah they understand oh don't do that i've been practicing I can tell that was actually much better. Right back to disappointment. I'm fucking going home. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um. Okay. Yeah. We're professionals. Mm. <laughs> Season two, baby. The bar has been lowered. Better equipment, worse show. I mean, now you hear all our mouth noises. All of them. Thank you for being on. Yeah, I it was do, a real pleasure. I got to ask you to explain how, when I asked you how to pronounce your name, what you texted me. Can you run through that? Because that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, just my last name. Um, no, um, people ask me how to pronounce my last name. Because I think it's not a hybrid intentionally, but it is a mix of two spellings of the same name. You have like the king who like kills his children in the Bible, King Herod. And then you've got like the department store in Britain, which is like H-A-R-R-O-D. And my name is H-E-R-R-O-D. And so I always say like her rod girl with a rod. And then I was like, just in case there's confusion about how to say Jimmy or Jaimai or whatever. I said the J I is like the sound in jizz, and then the M M I E is like in me, um, and that is that is what my A G T following wants to hear. Oh, that's so perfect. Thank uh, you so much for that. God damn it, that's just a mental image of saying like fucking peg me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>